welcome, brethren, <laughs> to Not Your Average Netizens. My name is Jimin, and I'm here with the lovely Nat. Hola. And Ash. Ni hao. And Jimin, sawadee <laughs> We are here with the 2021 Nyan Awards. Everybody say, Woo! <laughs> I mean, it's the most anticipated war show of the year. You can hear the Jamaican air horns in the background. Uh, as you know, we are bigger than the Mamas, the Grammys, the Tonys, the Oscars, all combined. Yeah. So- <laughs> What did you say, Nat? I said we got better taste too. I mean, the mamas gave Rose best female like choreography uh, or best dancer award or something like that for on the ground. She literally is on the ground for most of the that that song. So I couldn't I she beat Lisa, she beat like actual dancers. It was very strange and crazy. So we are definitely better than the mamas. Facts. Uh, I did not know any of that because I did not watch it. <laughs> um, so probably this is probably the first year since I've been into K-pop that I didn't watch the Mamas. But it sounds like I'm lucky that I did it. So. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. I just saw the summary and I was like, mm, I'm mm, glad I did not get I it. I feel like all the big yeah. guns like sat out this year. No, it yeah, was it was really huge. There was nobody there. Like Twice was like, mm, we're gonna do our world tour. BTS was like, mm, we're on vacation and on Instagram. Uh, like all the big names were not were not present like in my opinion outside like it was just like a lot of new groups it was definitely a passing of the torch i think because it was like a lot of like late third early fourth generation although they're saying that we're in fifth generation now so maybe it was really i'm trying to figure out how generations are getting shorter and shorter (laughs) they really are they really are but also too like so many groups come out of it that maybe that's why they're getting shorter because like in the beginning there was like seven groups you know (laughs) so you can stretch that a little bit yeah now it's like every year at least 10 20 groups are debuting we I mean, I can't even keep up with all of it, but maybe that's why. All those groups debuting just to disband. Sad. But with that being said, this is the way this is going to go. As y'all can tell, I am not very used to hosting, so I'll do my best. (laughs) So (laughs) the way this is going to go is we are going to state the category and then state our winners who we would have win and why um and at the end we might do like a little special thing that i was just thinking about right before the show so yeah with that being said i think we should get started and we should start off with the best quarantine performance of 2021 <laughs> okay <laughs> that was not where I thought we were. I, that was not where I thought we were gonna go. But okay, <laughs> what, 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 I'm, cool it. I'm cool with it. Okay, perfect. No, okay, I, what did you think we were gonna do? Well, I didn't think we were gonna go in order because all the big awards at the top, and you never want to start an award show with the big awards, right? But I actually also forgot that there was a best quarantine performance. So, like, I think that's why I was like more surprised. But okay, we can go with this. How uh-huh. about I read out Jay's response? And yes. he put in for best quarantine performance. Oh, wait, Nyan- I want to yeah. give the reasons for Jay's responses. So I'll give Jay's reasons. Okay. So it's, he said, Nyan podcast. 
So he gave us the award for best quarantine performance. Look at Jay. Wow. That's so sweet. So So that's pretty self-explanatory. We don't need to explain that. Obviously, it's the truth and it's a fact. And uh, if you've been here with us throughout the year, despite it all and through it all, you know that what Jay is saying is the truth. So absolutely. Good on Jay. (laughs) Yay. I said that the best quarantine performance was anything Temin did because it's the truth. I Yeah, I agree with that. Ash? Ash? So my best quarantine performance wasn't an actual K-pop group. Sure. They're actually a K-pop cover, dance cover group. And oh. they're a French dance cover group called Rising Crew. And they've been around for like a while. Um, They've won oh, yeah. dance cover contests and stuff. But I feel like I really like watching them, one, because they're very diverse. um, And Two, a lot of times they perform the choreography better than the actual idols. And three, I feel like sometimes when I watch their videos, it actually makes me like the songs more. <laughs> so sometimes if I'm like unlike decided on a song, I'll be like, let me see if Rising Crew covered it. And then I'll be like, okay, this song slaps. So yeah, I enjoyed their output during the quarantine and how they still were able to manage making videos even throughout all the stuff that was going on in France, I'm sure. So yes, that's what I will give best quarantine performance to Rising Crew. Is there like a specific performance that you thought was the best from them or? Um, I feel like they, the two that kind of stood out to me was, and I can't remember if this, if they did this last year when the song came out or if they did it this year, cause I just, discovered it not long ago they did um la Da by everglow they did a girl's version and a guy's version and the guy's version slapped like it snatched like my edges completely off it was awesome and um also uh was it is it called b or because by dreamcatcher because yeah because yeah that yeah. i really liked that one as well and i like how they do like guys versions of the songs or sometimes the girls are just do like like boy group songs or they'll be mixed there's a version of um it sees wannabe where it was like just a mixed group guys and girls so i like how they how they kind of do that and make things different so yeah okay well, you heard it here, folks. Ash no longer has edges. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was your Mine, best quarantine performance? <laughs> Mine was two, and it was, um, or were two, Taekyeon in Vincenzo because he made being bad look so good, and he just just so fun. I mean, come on. And also, Itzy at the Mamas, because I feel like Itzy has kind of been a flop for a while, but those girls performed, their, like, they performed like JYP was, was like, mm, we are thinking of disbanding you. That's how well they performed at the Mamas, okay? They were actually the highlight for me in terms of performances. So, yeah, that is what I would, that's what I've chosen. Nice. Okay. Cool. Next category. Uh, we will do the best music video of the year. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did Jay say? So he picked two. He picked Golden Child's Burn It and ATs's The Real. I honestly don't 
I think I kind of remember Burning. Was Burning the zombie music video that we had watched earlier? Was that like that one? I don't know. About uh, that. I honestly don't. I didn't even recall that ATs had dropped music this year. <laughs> so, I mean, um, I'm definitely not. <laughs> that knowledgeable on that part but yes those according to jay those are the best music videos this year well those are the best music videos of the year because those are the ones that jay can remember all right <laughs> what about you ash uh i chose first by everglow because i really liked their concept i appreciated that they just tried to do something different more like harder and just like just like it wasn't the typical like kind of girl group concept for their MV the soft you know cute or preppy or whatever look and it was more like a kind of a boy group style you know with I mean with everything like the outfits and the choreography and everything so um and I like the song I know it wasn't everyone's cup of tea but I think I just more than anything just kind of appreciate the just change and like doing something different so that is what I chose. All right, Nat, what did you choose for the MV of the year? So I picked Taman's Advice because it is one of my favorite songs this year. One of my favorite music videos. Taman, I mean, I have complained a lot about the bad weave, but it, it oddly worked really well. Okay, <laughs> so I was trying to video. tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> like everything was just Perfect. Him at that piano, shirtless, giving us the abs, the dance moves. Even the backup dancers look so good. Like everything about that music video was serving. It was given. Hopefully, I mean, he's like, he's like, you know, I normally do give you amazing music videos and songs because I'm taming. But you know, you're not gonna see me for a while, so I have to like kick it up a notch. And that's what advice is to me. So, yeah, I definitely, um, I love it. It's one of my favorite songs and I love watching the music video. So what about you? So I initially was going to say zero by one love song, but of course that's predictable and very basic of me. So I will say one that um, might come as a shock to our listeners who may not be on our Patreon. Um, and I'm going to say straight kids, uh, red lights. The one with Bang Chan and Hyunjin. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Because <laughs> it was the only that good song. That would <laughs> <Next>. <laughs> not only was the only good song, but it was also I will I have to admit it was like a top music video. Specifically, the um, acting in that was like really yes. good, and that's not. I mean, I find acting in K-pop music videos to be and music videos in general. I feel like people who make music should not act generally like uh, like as a general thing right but they worked it worked red lights work so i i really enjoyed watching the narrative unfold it was beautifully shot uh the guys looked great and yeah i feel like that's if you listen to our stray kids album review exclusive on patreon um you'll see what i mean <laughs> so yeah all right agreed next category is worst music video of the year. Uh, so Jay actually Who's gonna go? Have, Jay. <laughs> well, Jay doesn't have a response for that. Nice. Uh, so it could be that he felt everybody was lacking or he didn't want to be mean. <laughs> so, <laughs> I personally have no 
conundrum with that at all. I picked permission to dance. So yeah. Oh, okay. So you picked <laughs> the one that I didn't even watch. Okay. And- <laughs> um, well, Nat has great taste because I also chose permission to dance. It's a piece of wow. horrible pandering trash. It literally I- <laughs> was like an attempt to make a gap ad from like the nineties, but like Ooh. somehow whiter and more fake American in like, you know, Americana, but white American, um, it was, it, it was just a travesty in my opinion, like a waste of money. I mean, even the Army armies didn't, didn't like it. it. They didn't support it. So I, yeah, yikes. We like we That's all. I think. Yikes. I feel like everybody has really just been like butter, butter, butter. <laughs> We're forgetting, like, or, or they'll mention our universe or my universe a little bit, you know, like just just because. But it, oh yeah, I forgot. The, the, I mean, that music video was bad for different reasons, though. Like it was just yeah. kind of cheesy, but it wasn't like it was corny, but it was embarrassing. No, permission to dance is completely embarrassing, in my opinion. Yes, it's obvious that they did not want to do that song. So, yeah. Did y'all know that there is a verified official JYP Opar YouTube channel with a picture of JYP in a black pink wig <laughs> with, no, with no shirt on? And it's an official artist channel and it's actually called JYP Opar. And it's like got like a real? bunch of black pink stuff. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna put the link <laughs> in here. And we're keeping this in the episode because I want the viewers to know of this, the listeners to know of this. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> that's just a little fun fact that we're gonna insert in between each, <laughs> I guess, each major swath of categories. Because <laughs> I also did not have a um, like much like Jay, I did not have a music video worst music video of the year. I just did not watch as that many, and the ones that I did watch were pretty decent. But um, yeah, let me know what y'all think about JYP Opar's official YouTube channel. I'm kind of scared. Uh, not gonna lie. Did you see the picture of JYP? <laughs> I, that wig, though. <laughs> <laughs> Those editing skills. That wig is magnificent. Like, I feel like whoever, I don't think they actually do wigs that good in Korea, to be honest. No, they so. don't. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who got this uh, channel verified. Like, how did they get this verified? <laughs> like, is this somebody undercover, like, making their own, like, like a K-pop idol with their own, like, burner YouTube account or something like that? I don't know. I don't know, because they have, like, a lot of videos about scandals from this year. Like, Blinks, who got surgery to look like Lisa. And, like, I don't know. It's a bunch of stuff. So, yeah. Shout out to this person for getting verified. I don't know how you did that. That but yeah yes <laughs> all right N- next up in our wonderful show the next category is choreography of the year Ooh. Ooh. let's start with worst choreography of the year what did jay say jay did not pick one for worse he actually didn't pick nice. one for worse for like most of these he was he's he's been okay. really nice and not shady, which is not the same as me, because I definitely picked one. <laughs> uh, so I guess I can go then. Uh, so I picked Somi's XOXO because what the hell was that? 
not every song needs a dance or um, a dance challenge for TikTok. Just throwing it out there. And this song is her. That is not even like a song you would think that you could dance to because it's like mid to like the beat. The beat of the song is not like dumb dumb. It's not a hype song where you understand where there's why there's choreography. This is very like it's more mid tempo, mid to low tempo. And so I just personally don't understand why there's a dance to it. And then you see the dance and you're like, why? She should literally just have a mic have like a fake band behind her and just perform like that. I think that would have been a better look, but you know. I feel like Koreans will do a point dance for anything though. Oh, and TikTok trends are like the thing that everybody has to do, but really it's it's mostly just their friends doing it. I mean, yeah. And people in Southeast Asia. I feel like that's super embarrassing when like an artist is like trying to make their dance go viral. Like the only people doing it is their friend. <laughs> it's, always, it's always so awkward. Like, oh my god! But it's um, like back in the day when we used to do, like, you know, we used to dance along to like Michael and Janet and stuff like that. Like, you yeah. learned the choreography for the song, and it was a challenge. You know, like it was an yeah. actual challenge. And now I feel like they have dumbed it down to the point where it's not even. It doesn't even look good because they want it to be accessible. And I guess, you know, accessibility is nice. Like I'm not like against it, but it I think it has taken out a lot of the the challenge from the actual dance, you know, like from the choreo. It just looks really lazy and sloppy in a lot of ways or awkward. Like Bam Bam has a dance challenge for his new song Who Are You? I don't think he should have a dance challenge. Personally? Yeah, not everything needs a dance challenge. Yeah. But yes, who is next? I will go next because I haven't gone second in a while. And I'll say I didn't originally have someone for this, a a choreography for this. But now that I think about it, there wasn't a lot of great choreography to choose from in the first place. Like a lot of it was just kind of like, okay, that's that's not it's decent, but it's not like tippy top K-pop. But I have to say, I did not really enjoy Somi's choreography either. So, yeah. I thought you were going to pick money, to be honest, Lisa's money. (laughs) Because you know what? I want to I want to be subversive. I want to (laughs) I want to subvert your expectations. I knew you felt I was going to do that. So I didn't do that. (laughs) What about you, Ash? So this one might be a bit controversial because I know that some people really like them and like this song, but I personally have not been able to warm up to them really. And it's Espa and Savage. I just, (laughs) I just, I feel like, okay. And it, okay. Number one, it doesn't help that the group highlights their worst dancer and puts her in the front. Um, Karina cannot dance. Mm. Um, they act like she's a dance god, though. It's really funny, but okay. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I just, I wasn't feeling it. Like, I don't know. And then when they were like doing it at the Macy's parade and stuff, that was I, awkward. It was really awkward, and they obviously really? didn't have any stage presence. And I don't know. People say it was because they were cold, but you know, I, I don't know. It just looks. I mean, it just. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, it's the same problem I've been having with a lot of groups for a while now. It's like, 
And I don't know if it's because the training system just sucks all the soul out of you eventually, but it's like there's no like performance in anything anymore. Like there's no actual like hyping up the crowd or at least showing that you want to be there or that you're into the song yourself, you know, or at least give me, you know, the song Savage, give me Savage, then I mean, damn, is it that hard? Like, (laughs) so I don't know. That that was just I did not enjoy it. So that's just I me. will say that with Espa, I think that they have a too they they have too heavy a reliance on camera work for their yeah. choreo. And I mean it's okay in a music video. I think it was also the same with Mafia in the Morning by Itzy. Like mm-hmm. with the camera work, it's sick. It looks great, it looks fantastic, whatever. But then you see it without the fancy camera work, and you're just like, mm, not all of this works. It doesn't look as impressive. And I think also they just they debuted during the pandemic. So they have not a lot of experience with performing for actual people. <laughs> like mm-hmm. everything they do is for the camera. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I definitely can see that. I mean, I love Savage. I imitate some of the dance moves myself, but (laughs) I can definitely see like watching them at the mamas and watching them at the year end shows really did drum home this, like, or hammer home this like belief that they only really know how to perform for the fancy camera work. They, their stage presence is definitely off when it comes to like, actually actually performing for people and engaging with people like they just don't have those skills yeah yeah so i agree jimin anything to add nope i already said my worst choreography sure so (laughs) next up is the best choreography of the year and i'll go ahead and do mine and then we can do jay's and then go from there i had stacy's asap because girl Yes. That little point dance they do in the middle of the uh, chorus Ooh. when they say ASAP, <laughs> that is the best point dance I think I've ever seen in K-pop. And it's, I'm shocked it didn't, at least I wasn't aware if it did blow up on like TikTok and like the apps and stuff, um, because it would have been a really cool thing to blow up. Because it was, it's just so simple and fun and cute and creative. And it goes very much with the actual song. It's iconic, it's innovative, and it's Stacy. So uh, I, I don't think I really have to say much more beyond that. But that is what I had at, for my choreography of the year. And it's kind of crazy because it's just like that one little part of the song. <laughs> Not that the rest of it is beautiful, but like yes. the, that part is like it sticks with you. And to me, yeah. that's what separates great choreos from good choreos but uh what about you guys yeah so jay picked two he picked twice's alcohol free and he picked con daniel's paranoia paranoia um and yeah those are the ones that he picked do you want to maybe go into why he picked them jimin or (laughs) yeah so he picked alcohol free and and paranoia what was who did paranoia Kang daniel Kong Daniel. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he picked that because obviously Kong Daniel is a god. So I don't really think I have to expound on that. He picked alcohol free because he saw that twice was struggling this year. Um, <laughs> and he wanted to lift them up out of their poverty and JYP's poverty. Wow. JYP as a label is like really <laughs> declining. So uh- Next. Uh, yeah, so I picked, uh, this will come as a shock, but I actually picked 
Stray Kids Thunderous because <laughs> I I hated the song and I thought the music video was stupid, but the choreography worked for me. It was impressive and I remembered it. So I picked that because that was honestly, I could pick Taman. I mean, obviously, but I already picked them for music video of the year and I'm pretty sure I picked them for song of the year as well so, or something. But like, so I wanted to add some diversity to my selections. So I did pick uh thunderous because i thought that well they were a bit reliant on camera work as well and special effects i i did think that the dancing itself was really energetic and aggressive and it was perfect for the song i will give a special shout out to stacy for asap of course because that that was amazing next level by espa as well um i do that dance very often as well so <laughs> that was also a favorite of mine and uh yeah I think those would be it for me. Uh, so for my choreography of the year, so of course I do want to like um, acknowledge Stacy because I like them, but I have them chosen for other categories. So I wanted to go with something different. Um, so I actually have two. I added another one. So I did want to add Taman because I forgot about his choreography, but I went back and remembered it because I actually saw a rising crew perform it first. And I was like, I got to go see the original MV, so I went back and watched the MV, and I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's pretty good choreography, and like, Nat kind of was like, with Stray Kids, I remembered it, like, it stuck with me, and then another one that stuck with me was um, that Nugu group, Only One Of, Libido, for having <laughs> the audacity to incorporate boys' love into their choreography, but it yes. worked, because it got people talking. Wait, so. that was this year? Yes, yeah. it was. Yep, yep. Because I do remember them, and I remember us. I don't, did we laugh? Not at the, the BL part, because we're not mean people. But didn't we laugh at the, um? like, there was something really hilarious about that music video. One of the guys had it, this long-haired wig. He had, yeah, he had the wig was like, and <laughs> Taven. Okay, yeah. And also, too, they were so heavy on the female gaze that it was just like, okay, I mean, at this point, are you are you just filming like something for um, OnlyFans or something like it? It was like very pending. They got to make money, too. So. (laughs) (laughs) It it did get people talking about them, though, and that's what they wanted. So. I get it. <laughs> Congratulations. But I'm shocked that Ash is picking that as like her best choreography. Well, I remembered it. So yeah, it stuck with her. Wow. It did the, the, the job. bar is very low. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay. So the next, no, oh, before we get into the next swath of categories, I'll go with another, let's do another like fact. Uh, so, BTS, the members of BTS have formed separate Instagram accounts and already Young is the most popular. So was there I any like doubt? But I did hear and I feel like all of the guys probably except for maybe RM um, have fans that are doing this, but the fans are already buying a box. So it's already a race to see who can like have the most because it's already like a, a race to see who can have the most. So I really wish that I was, you know, computer savvy because I would scam so many K-pop fans. Like, honestly, I like <laughs> they're just so easily scammable. They're just like, what? Why are you buy- like, what the hell does Instagram followers do for somebody at that level of fame already? Like, common sense. Yeah. People. Come on. 
Well, the next category. Wait, wait. I have a question. I have a question. Are you following any of the BTS members on Instagram? Nat, what do I look like to you? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, (laughs) maybe, you know, Jungkook. I I heard that V was posting thirst traps. So I was like, maybe. He's posting shirtless photos of himself with facial hair. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's worthy of being <laughs> like, Okay, I only want to look just to look. Like, I don't... I will say that some of my favorite Thai actors are following V, and it kind of makes me feel weird because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't like my worlds colliding like that. Um, <laughs> what's... Does anybody know V's, like, freaking... What? I don't remember. Instagram? Instagram keeps asking me if I want to follow members of BTS, and I say not interested. So <laughs> I'm not following anybody. <laughs> now you don't want to follow A B C D E F G H I L M N O P Q R S T. That's J- that's Jungkook, ain't it? Yep, yep. Jungkook is seems like he's a very annoying. <laughs> like <laughs> he's literally a child. <laughs> like, he just seems like really tiring. I don't know. I just no, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, Jungkook is a child. Um, v, I don't see the facial hair picture anymore, but V is like posting things that I would expect him to post, like these fake art ho, like, you know. Uh, you make me want to be a better man is the caption of one of the the photos on, because it's a painting that has you make me want to be a better man on it. And I don't know, you know how like K-pop fans will find anything and be like, oh, this is like a love Instagram. So, yeah, yes. he's they he's, already trying to find evidence of like the boys dating each other. Each other? Oh, I mean, oh, I, yeah. thought it was I thought that, that was for his dating. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, well, that's been going, well, that's been going on too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. See, I thought I see personally, I thought this meant that he was dating an American actress uh, very specifically like um, the girl. um the girl who looks like everybody. The gr- okay, that's so vague. <laughs> the girl that kind of looks like Katy Perry, but also looks like other people. You know what I'm talking about? Like blue eyes, dark hair. That's Lily Allen. No, Lily. My um, he- I don't know the names, but my name? head canon is that V is dating a very pale, blue-eyed, dark hair white woman. That's my head. Canon. I can't see him dating a white woman. I feel like he would go. See, Korean. I can. He's, Isn't he, he like he's one of those like country? I feel like he probably would want to to date like a, a the only girl person in the, that in the farm. The only person that I could see possibly dating someone that is not Korean or Asian is Jungkook, Redman. and I think that's just because he likes to do stuff contrary to whatever. Mm, I could see RM wanting to date I somebody. Feel, I feel like people. What people don't notice about V is he's very much into the like old Hollywood. Like he has this thing about like. Um, it's I don't know if it's real or fake, but he has this like really this thing about like uh, art house kind of like indie, but like also kind of like b- like a movie star. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just something I noticed. Like when he ever, whenever they ask him like his favorite actress or something, like everybody will give a stock answer, but he'll give like a hyper specific person. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I just take that as like, he definitely seems like a person who's like really intri- into like that sort of vibe. That's why I get the vibe that like, yeah, he would date. A, like, I definitely feel like he's going to end up marrying a Korean woman. But I definitely could see him with a white woman, like an actress, like a British or American actress for real. 
I see that because Jinyoung is kind of like that. He's very much like I'm a like I'm very into films. I'm is it like yeah, a cinephile? Like, like is that what it is? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, exactly, which, exactly. I guess I'm a person who says film, but like I, I there, there's certain types of people. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but yes, that was our brief. <laughs> our brief. You know how like during a real like a, a, a an award show they have like musical performance. That was our musical. So back to the show, <laughs> back to the awards. What disbanded group should have made a comeback to heal the world? I yes. like that one. So um, I think Jay and Mayans. Oh, Jay's answer is Tiara, who did actually have a comeback this year. Madtown, Unique, and Miss A. And I don't see Miss A because I don't think Susie knows those girls anymore. Uh, Tiara did have a comeback this year, and <laughs> I haven't even heard the names Madtown and Unique in forever. So, sure. Hey, so I think the reason why Jay went with those names is because he's a renaissance man. Jay has always been <laughs> the type of person who he champions those people that we all forgot about. Yes, and <laughs> let's be real, we all forgot about Madtown and Unique. So. <laughs> um, congratulations to Jay for being such a like beautiful gem of a human being. Yes. Um, and let's go with Ash. Did so, you choose anybody for this one? Yeah. So I chose Twenty One because I feel like every year it feels like we people feel like they get closer to news that the girls might like reunite for something, and then it never happens, and then everyone gets disappointed again but i feel like i i have faith that one day they will do a one-off performance on the 20th anniversary of m countdown or something like that because i don't know i I just feel like they're one of those groups that you know people will conveniently forget but even though they like set so many trends and did so much stuff that helped k-pop get to where it is now but when they get back, whenever they come back together, if that ever happens, that it will be a big, huge deal. And we will all be holding hands and singing Kumbaya together. Yes. That was so beautiful. <laughs> also, I have the same answer. I said 21, which is weird. I know because I don't usually say stuff like that. But I said 21 mostly because I was really impressed with CL this year. And I'm pretty much never impressed with CL. And I don't mean that as like a roast to her. I just mean that as like a, I have not been feeling the music that she had been putting out. And I felt the music she put out this year. Like it was, it was up my alley. I don't know if we should say this because <laughs> I feel like we're trying to get an interview with CL. So <laughs> I don't know if I, should, <laughs> if I should air that, but um, Nat. Well, I guess uh, we all share the same brain because I also said 21. <laughs> But also it was 2021. So I just felt like it would have been the perfect year for them to come back with a performance at the Mamas, especially since the promo for the Mamas was really heavy on nostalgia. And they had actually interviewed the girls of 21 and like Super Junior and and Lee Hyori because she hosted it and things like that. So I thought it was like the perfect moment for a performance. And when we did the K-pop chat about Mamas, everybody was kind of like when they talked about iconic performances basically 
you have to mention CL's performance, solo performance where 21 popped up at the end in 2015, because that has to be one of the most iconic performances of all time in K-pop. So I don't know. I kind of, I feel like CL needed this year to cement herself as a solo artist because she never really, even though she has had solo songs, she's never really had the full rollout before. And so like she did need to have that this year to do that and to reconnect, you know, musically with the fans and things like that, which she was able to do. And she even did a couple like uh, she did some shows like live shows and stuff like had heads in the cloud and she did a show in London. So I'm happy for her because I really enjoyed Alpha. I thought it was one of the better albums this year. And I think that it showed the CL that I had always believed in more so than a lot of the like more YG try hardy kind of stuff. And I mean, I, I love the girls and I'm obviously a fan of, of 21, but like bad girls was not, <laughs> it was not it. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I also picked 21 and maybe we'll see them in 2022. Who knows? Okay, that was very sweet, very shallow, unlike mine and Ashes. But yes, uh, we, we, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, that was amazing. Um, okay, the next category that we're going to do is what was the best episode we did this year? So Jay's a sweetheart because he said all of them. <laughs> he can't take my answer. And- <laughs> <laughs> See, I I want to give a truthful interpretation of that, but I'll give uh, the politically correct interpretation. And that is that it's just because Jay is simply correct. They're all amazing. So, of course. Yes. <laughs> Does anybody also- have like a different answer? Oh, I wrote I wrote the um, first episode we did after break with the new format because I really like the format. I like the feature section and uh, I because it sort of was an impetus to like really explore new groups or sorry new groups and um just uh like their discography and their members and their concepts and sort of get a full picture of the group or the idol uh you know instead of just like waiting for comebacks and sort of like getting into them falling off of them getting into them it it gave i think it gave more well-rounded opinion on some of the new groups and what they have to offer and maybe some of the flaws and things that they needed to work on so i I would say like the first episode we did when we came back and just like the new format that we introduced. Yeah, oh, that's I actually like a really good and thoughtful answer. What about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Like overall, I think the new format was very helpful to our growth and just streamlining the show and making it better and more accessible. And I think it helped that second, like that, post-break set of shows really kind of maybe stand out in a way that maybe the other ones weren't able to. I feel like that the new ones are just maybe like more focused, I think. So that helps. Awesome. See, I'm basic because I put um, a lot of our Patreon content I really enjoyed as well, um, especially like our theory of love reactions. I just had so much fun making those. Um, and I feel like I laughed a lot. And I love when we do, I mean, I love when we do serious content, but I also really love when we can just like have a good laugh and just enjoy our our conversations. So yeah, that's my answer. 
Yeah. Theory of Love was really yeah. fun, actually. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I agree. Who was Theory of Love? What was it's that? A, it's a Thai drama oh. that we watched. <laughs> yes. Me and so. Matt were, uh, it was good times back in those days. Those were the good old days that happened <laughs> about a couple months ago. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, next category is, Jamo, please. That is the weakest. <laughs> I'm using my desk. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't have a okay. drum set. <laughs> All right. Let's go. We're going to do best soloist of 2021. Ooh, we're getting Wait, we're not going to do K-Idol that helped get you through the pandemic? Oh, wait. Let's do K-Idol that helped get you through the pandemic. Okay. <laughs> let's do that. I, I totally skipped over that one. Um, yes, let's do that one. What did our lovely net thing or oh me i i i don't I like we have the same answer but uh really because i feel like my answer is going to be very obvious it was got seven <laughs> got seven <laughs> is basically what got me through 2020 and 2021 thank you very much uh i enjoy everything that they do and i love them to bits so <laughs> mine is bam bam and oh. i'm gonna probably add on to that maybe no i'll just say bam bam and the reason why is because i told this thai actor that he looked like bam bam and he was like no bam bam's too handsome it's so funny to me that's so, so cute <laughs> that's adorable actually <laughs> uh ash what about you I chose brave girls because i just found their whole story their whole like rise, like rebirth, if you will, to be very heartwarming and just, you know, it's good to see people succeed against all odds. And, you know, just the fact that it Roland, I remember when that came out and it didn't really make that much traction. And then all of a sudden it just kind of blows up and like that kind of thing doesn't happen very often. I mean, it happened to um, uh, what's the name of the group that did up and down? Oh, EXID. Yes, EXID. And I don't know if it happened to anyone else, but yeah, it's a rare thing. So yeah, that was I. I liked I like tracking their like gradual their kind of rise back into like the consciousness of the K-pop listening public. So that was cool. Yeah, Brave Girls was very much like a. Uh... A feel good story, I think, because yeah. the girls worked so hard and they were older or they are older. And it was it was kind of like against all odds kind of thing, especially yeah. since with the EXID, like it really was Fanny. It was Fanny um, Hanny's uh, fan cam uh, that kind of gave them their come up. And she's really one of the only members that benefited it from it, like in the long. Well, Ellie apparently is the one producing the song for JYP's new girl group that's debuting next year. So oh. Ellie as well. I think it's I. I mean, it said Ellie. I don't know if it's the same Ellie from um, EXID, but yeah. Well, I know uh, she was producing his stuff before, wasn't she? So yes. I feel like she would still be doing that afterward too. Yeah, I think she wrote Tiara's "Sugar Free," which is like one of their best songs. So yeah. love it. But yeah, so Jay also had some options he picked blackpink golden child and kang daniel i feel that that the 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 
Con Daniel, and I will explain this choice. So uh, Blackpink, because Jay is a known YG stan, so there's no question about why he chose Blackpink. Um, Golden Child, because Jay also is a known stan of groups who are maybe not as well known. So that's why he chose that. Really not nothing too deep about that. And Kong Daniel, because he is a subver- subversive talent um, who has probably made some of the best K-pop we've ever heard. So Absolutely. that's really all that's to it. I mean, not much to, to go on uh, there. So, yes. Okay. All right. Now it's time for, we're going to take a short uh, break. Not really a break, but more of a, do another factoid or like whatever these little things we're doing in between the categories. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Lisa from Blackpink had COVID, sadly. Um, Actually, a lot of idols had COVID, but what makes Lisa stand out is she was uh, traveling all over the world and YG never said she was vaccinated. So uh, don't, don't do that guys. Yes. Well, YG did afterwards clarify that Lisa had been vaccinated. Oh, okay. But they didn't specify when this had happened. So I, you know, there was a lot of uh, questions about why she wasn't able to be at the Celine show at Paris week when she was actually in Paris Uh, (laughs) and why she had, she was wearing masks around people that like after she had been quarantining and things like that. So there were a lot of um, questions, and I think that's why YG had to clarify, had to literally put out a statement to clarify that Lisa was in fact vaccinated like the rest of the girls. But yeah, we don't know. Uh, we don't know much more information on that. But yeah, stay safe, yo. Omari on Wash your hands. Wear yeah. your mask. <laughs> Get your jab. <laughs> yes. All right. Now back from our uh, musical performance from Nat. We are going to get into some of the meaty categories, the ones that you all have been waiting for. Let us talk about the best soloist of the year. <gasps> Ash, oh, no. who did you choose? Okay, so this one was hard for me because I don't really pay much attention to a soloist. And in general, like, I, I feel like... <sighs> I, I'm not going to say, like, I'm just going to say that my experience with the solo artist in K-pop this year was very scarce. So this is definitely not representative of someone that has listened to everybody past, like, surface level, because I'm sure there were probably some decent releases this year by maybe lesser known solo um, idols or even ones that are fairly well known. But of the main ones that get most of the promotion and media and everything, I really wasn't impressed by many of them. So I kind of just defaulted to my like favorite and that it, even though I didn't like both of her releases, but I still felt she performed the hell out of them. Send me. Yes. Um, like I didn't really love, what was it? You can't sit with us. You can't sit with us in tail. I liked tail a lot better. I felt like it was more creative. I really loved the choreography I really loved what she was doing with it. I just like Sunmi. I feel like she puts a lot of thought into everything she does. And she just is kind of herself. And 
like is just I you know you just kind of feel like she's just very authentic with who she is and that kind of bleeds out through her music and her performances so I always enjoy like seeing what she has to put out so that's why I chose Send Me I just like her all right Nat so for Jay he picked Kim Hanbin and Kung Daniel not surprised because they had fantastic mu- music this year. And yes, he, uh, Nat, you said it. Well, you said it just, you know, perfectly. I am sad that I didn't actually pick B.I. Yeah, me yes. too. <laughs> me too, actually. <laughs> I like, I'm remembering that album and I love that album. Yeah, Illa Illa was like top notch. And I actually really did like his new release, even though I'm not feeling the blonde hair. Yeah, I'm sad. I didn't pick it. I picked Taman. Because Taman just impressed me completely and he kept me entertained all year. Not just with advice and Super M and Shiny and his solo stuff, but also with, you know, his relationship with his manager was also oh, yes. amazing. <laughs> I feel like Taman just delivered on all fronts this year. So in the short time that he was with us before he went off to war. So yeah, that mm-hmm. I did pick Taman. <laughs> to war. Damn. <laughs> didn't go to war. <laughs> but yes, I picked Taman too because of obvious reasons. Come on now. Who else was I gonna pick? <laughs> okay, now how about worst soloist of the year? Let's start with Nat. It hurts me to say this, but I actually picked Sunmi because I did not like Tail or You Can't Sit With Us. I thought they were cute uh, in some ways, you know, like I thought the choreography for Tail was really good, but I did not like the song at all. And I thought that the song You Can't Sit With Us was cute, but I hated, like, I wasn't a huge fan of the music video. I didn't like it. I didn't get it, to be honest. And then I didn't like the, um, the choreo so much. So I just felt like, yeah, I just did. I thought that what she did this year was kind of forgettable, unfortunately. And I hate to think that about Sunny because she's such a strong soloist. And I mean, her work is like, even though I didn't like them, I can still appreciate the quality and the effort put into it. Because I still think that she performed the hell out of tail. I just didn't like it. So <laughs> I had to go with like, yeah. I, I think it was more of a disappointment. That's why I picked her for worst soloist. Jay did not pick anybody. All right. <laughs> as as uh, expected, Ash. I chose Yana. Um, oh I totally forgot about her. Because um, I did too, but um, apparently... She did release now. Funny because I actually kind of liked um, ping pong with her in Dawn. I thought like the song and, and stuff was kind of cute. Um, but like I'm not cool. Like it's just like I just like honestly, Hyuna passed. I feel like when she got past her, what was her song? Maybe Baby. After that, like, I just totally lost, like, I, I I just lost the narrative with her. Like, I don't know, like, what she's doing. Like, I just, I feel like she's just, I see her and then I'm, okay, I feel bad because I'm like, I feel like she's 
trying to be herself, but at the same time, it's just very cringy. Yeah, it's cringy and messy, and it's all jumbled, and there's no clear meaning or thought or concept to anything. <laughs> I feel like with her, so I don't know. Like maybe if that's how she feels, that's her true aesthetic or whatever. More power to her. I just I don't get it. <laughs> it it's not for me. So yeah, that's how I feel. Very understandable. I don't know how I didn't pick Hannah, but <laughs> I didn't. I I actually originally picked. <laughs> I'm doing this a lot now, but I actually originally um, picked Lisa for obvious <laughs> reasons. <laughs> but I'm going to probably go out on a limb and go ahead and pick Somi instead because I, I actually think Somi missed more than Lisa missed, which is kind of insane to say out loud. <laughs> At least Lisa has like some stage presence and can at least move her body. I didn't expect much from either Lisa or Somi. Yeah. So I don't think, I, I really didn't <laughs> have much expectations. So they could not disappoint me in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> but I do agree that I think that Somi missed more than Lisa missed. Okay. Well, now that we've gotten through the artists, solo artists category, how about we switch it up a little bit and let's talk about songs that we chose last year that fell off and songs that should have been on the list last year. Is that weird to go in that order? No, it's fine. No. It's our okay. show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> right. We're going to do this as our little intermission segment, not intermission, our musical number segment. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Jay, let's see. He did not have an option, uh, which I understand. A lot of the music from last year bled kind of into this year in 2019. It's a bit. It's a bit of a blur. I did pick Super M, um, and Dreamcatcher. I feel like a lot of the songs that I liked last year from Super M, like Infinity and stuff, like I just, I would have put them. But that was from 2019, list. right? No, Infinity was last year. Um, 2019 was um, their classic um, drop in era. Last year was their um, Infinity One era. Okay. Yeah, so I, as I said, I would have definitely put them on a list last year because I really did enjoy Super M last year, but I just, I haven't really wanted to listen to anything from them this year. And Dreamcatcher just have dropped the ball, I feel, all year this year with Because and Odd Eye, I think, is what they released earlier this year. I, yeah, I just did not like it. And they're, they're getting a bit predictable music wise like the beat always changes when what's her name raps um and i just yeah i don't know i just feel like they're visually they're always going to be interesting because they always like it's really dark rocky concepts but musically mm, and on top of that even if i didn't like title tracks i used to love their b-sides i cannot remember the last time i liked a b-side from Judy catcher so yeah that's who i would put on that list Hmm. all right um you said jay didn't have one 
No, I um, will grow. Okay, yes. <laughs> um, so I don't really have, I more have like a song that maybe should have been on the list last year. And, but I can't really remember if it was on the list. And if it was, maybe it's just more of a song that maybe I should pay more attention to last year or like play is one of my favorites last year because I didn't notice it till this year. <laughs> but um, that would be La Di Da by Everglow. I really, I just feel like it was one of the songs, like it just popped up on my mentions and I listened to it. I was like, this is great. And why do we not have more songs like this? It's, it, it's, it's really good. It just hit everything as far as what I like. It's got that 80s feel. It's, we've got guitar in there. The girls sound good. They're not doing, I mean, it's just really good. And then, like I said, you know, I watched the Ryzen crew performance and then their MV after that and like the choreography and everything. It's just, it was really good release from them. So. This is for the players and the haters. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. I'm sorry. Like, I, I love everything about that song. Visually, it sound, and it sounds good. And, like, the whole ball culture that they they used to, like, yeah. influence the choreography was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Everglow has never had a bad title track. I'd stand behind that. So, yes. What about you, Jimin? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that, actually, for me, a lot of... um. I feel like a lot of two by two songs fell off for me. Um, most of that is because it's like a natural progression because they put out new music, you know, Mm. um, versus me. Like it wasn't like I looked back and realized, Oh, this was bad. It just, you know, was a new progression. Um, now songs that I think should have been on there that I'm pretty sure I didn't have on there. Um, got seventh breath. I haven't been listening to yes. it a lot, but I I listened to it the other day and I was like, oh my God. Like I was cleaning my apartment. I was like, oh my God, this song is really good. So breath for sure. Um, and I think that's about it actually for that category for me. All right. Well, back into the maybe major heavy hitters. Let us do now. Here's like the last categories. We have male group, female group, song, and album. And scandal. And scandal. And did you say now MV? we did, we we did, did the, MV. and uh, so, we also have general 2021. Vibes. Oh yeah, we did MV. Yeah, we did. Sorry. <laughs> so I think we should do, I think the least contentious of these will be male group. So, well, maybe female group, which ones do you want to do first? Let's flip <laughs> a coin, male or female group? Uh, female group. I know for heads. Male group for tails. I know you have an actual point. Okay, I don't have a real <laughs> coin, so I'll flip an okay. imaginary coin and I'll tell you which one my brain is. Just means you just Yes. Okay, wait. So which one do you guys want to do, male or female? We can do male because I feel like that will probably be not very contentious. I, I feel like we're probably on similar paths with that one. Mm. Maybe. Wait, like that? So let us do best male group, best female group, and then worst male group, worst female group. Sounds good. All right. Best male group. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Actually, you know what? I originally had two by two, but I'm going to add shiny because I, <laughs> I just have to. Like, I feel like they had a really strong showing this year. And I feel like it would not be fair for me to put two by two because there were songs on their um, first album 
that I wasn't quite sure of until we listened to it again for the album review mm-hmm. on um, Patreon. So yeah, two by two and shiny for me. Split the award. What about you guys? So for Jay, he picked <laughs> surprise, surprise, Golden Child and SF Nine. I yeah, I feel like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It, it's self-explanatory at this point. I was just about to say that. Yeah, we know <laughs> he's a simp for Golden Child. <laughs> so, what about you, Ash? Um. So, for best male group, this is kind of because, as far as my choice from what I sampled, because, like I said, I didn't do a deep dive into K-pop this past year, but from just what I sampled and I heard what the music that I felt had the most distinctive quality to me and stood out, which, you know, I'll be honest because I'm not like a fan of them or anything, but I thought two, it's two by two. Yes. Yes. I thought two by two had, as far as their songs, like I just thought they were like above what a lot of the other groups were doing. So yeah of course only taste and flavor allowed on this podcast so we understand (laughs) say you love me say you love me okay so i have more than one group which is surprising because i'm generally a girl group person but i really did i feel like the album reviews helped me get into guy groups a little bit more this year so obviously shiny fantastic album loved it code you know like everything about what Shiny did this year was amazing. 2 p.m. comeback, you know, they're fine. They sound good. I wasn't a huge fan of this comeback, but I felt that they're them at their okay was still better than most of the groups that dropped this year. So, you know, it's fine. You know, shout out to Chansung, the matinee from 2 p.m. who's gonna have a baby and get married. You know, 2021 has been crazy. Also, uh, and I would say that the most, the group that impressed me the most this year would be Two by Two. And I already had high opinion on Two by Two because we have done album reviews and I thought that their music was great. I just thought that the production was garbage and I think it hindered them. But one thing that thankfully happened this year is the production on their album was actually really good. And, you know, uh, they dropped amazing songs, obviously like, you know, their titles are great. I really still like Frost. <laughs> I don't know why I like Frost, but I really do like Frost. So I'm still listening to that quite a bit. And I thought that they had a very, very strong year. And NCT did what NCT does best. It's hit or miss, but they, you know, they stay true to what they do. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is that they do sometimes, but they stay true to it. So I respect that. And then obviously Got7, they dropped a song this year. So technically I can put them on this list, okay? And <laughs> Encore was a very great, it was a good song. It was very nostalgic. I'm actually waiting for the Jinyoung cut because I feel like that's going to sound really good as well. And then, and you know, as individual artists, I felt that they also dropped a lot of very strong songs and like they really found themselves musically and like as actors and things so got seven is definitely like my ultimate group this year and i but i've enjoyed a lot of music from a lot of different groups day six as well too so oh and the rose they came back last week or a couple weeks ago so yeah they dropped a song i don't know if it's like a 
real release or if it's like a pre-release or what's going on with that, but uh, they popped up on my YouTube feed. So that's right. yeah, I know. We up here giving out awards like we the Asian Artist Awards. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the AAA awards to every single person. <laughs> <laughs> You showed up, you get an award. Stay <laughs> song to you, stay song to you. <laughs> um, but yes, great, great, great. Best female group. Let's start with Jay. Yes. So Jay selected dum, 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 twice and brave girls. Yeah. Any um additional commentary? I think okay. those were good choices. All right. Oh, I, I was just going to say that he's a JYP stand one more time. I mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'll go. Um, for my best female group, I chose the group that made the most impression on me the second year in a row. And that would be Stacy. ASAP. You're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So once again, I have more than one option because girl groups are on fire this year. I think that ultimately the group that was most consistent to me was Everglow because first fantastic, like that song is amazing. And then pirate. Oh my God. Like, pirate is so crazy, but it works. I mean, like who else to say it, but I'm a pirate. pirate. Like, I mean, it's, it's an amazing song and they pull it off. They make it work. I love it. Stacy, obviously, because ASAP and stereotyped to a lesser degree, like they were still really strong songs and I really enjoyed their come up and their glow. I think from so bad, they've been dropping bops, you know, just my opinion on that, but I do enjoy me some Stacy. I thought after school with weekly, another fantastic hit i think it should have been a bit more popular than it was but they did a really really good job um i thought brave girls had like that glow up that surprise that that almost cinderella story i don't know like i it was just so feel good seeing those girls like at the mamas performing and winning an award like it felt so right because we really i think k-pop makes a lot of us very cynical because it's so numbers based and fans are so crazy, you know, some fans are so crazy. So I thought, I felt like they, they felt so genuine with like their come up this year and like people actually just really enjoyed the song and enjoyed them. And I, I don't know, I just, it made me feel good. So I really did enjoy the come up and the glow up from them. And I also really liked I've, I don't know if it's Ivy or I've, that's the new Starship group with those two girls from, I think it's Yunjun and Wonyoung from Eyes One. Eleven is that girl. So I stand them. Um, I love everything that they've done this year. And <laughs> I'm very impressed. And then lastly, Tiara. I didn't like the title, not going to lie, but I loved all the promotion that went into their comeback. So, yes. That's it. <laughs> okay, so I will spare you a long list a la Nat. <laughs> and I only have two groups that I feel like should split the award, kind of like my best male group. And those are Stacy, obviously. I mean, you have to be dumb to not realize I was going to pick them at some point. But, oh my girl. 
I thought they had a really cute album. I feel like it owned my like girl them. for a long time now. I I'm like I feel like it took a they're another group that took a long time to really kind of crack the general public. But they I feel like if you go back to like their first like singles, like they've been very consistent. Uh, yeah. Years. I was a fan but since I, closer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like they popped off like heavy last year because of Dolphin. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dolphin and Nonstop and, were their yeah. like that song was in dramas. It was big. <laughs> oh, I know that. Yeah. But yes, those are my best girl groups. And now let's do <laughs> worst boy male group of the year. Let's start with Ash. I feel like I know the answer. Mm, maybe you don't. So try to be fair and try to pick a group that really just I felt like had a just really like I wasn't trying to vote just on based on who I just didn't personally like. So I actually remember us listening to these guys. And all I remember is room, room, skirt, and that is gravity. <laughs> and they get worse meal group for that alone. That was horrible. I'm deceased. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Uh, Jay did not select anybody, so I don't know if you want to go, Jay. Oh, but or we like. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can go. I picked. I also wanted to be fair. And not just go with who I disliked, you know, just in general. Because, I mean, that, I mean, we know that straight kids would have been on that. Uh, but I went with, I went with. You didn't another, really have to like, come for me. <laughs> well, I I went with uh, another artist, another group, like Sunmi, who I like, I generally do like, but I thought were really disappointing this year. And that was Winner. I generally do like Winner. And I thought that their comeback was forgettable. I didn't I know they even came back. They, it's not even important. Them and Icon, actually, let me just go put them, lump them together because they both had like lackluster comebacks and I don't understand why they even bothered, to be quite honest with you. Um, it just wasn't good. Yeah, Jimin. So I'm basic. I'm a cliche. You don't have to tell me. I pick Stray Kids. <laughs> we listened to their album and literally only one song was good. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible. They were like, wasn't there like 10 songs? That was like a full album. That it was a huge, it was so long. It was so like I I just didn't understand why it was so long. And, and the they had music straight videos. From from, yeah, they had multiple music videos. Yeah. And like, I feel like I feel like their biggest problem is their music sometimes starts off like it's going to maybe be good and then all of a sudden the music starts playing. <laughs> it's, not good. it's not good. I personally think them like Silent G Idol, they need actual professional production staff members in there with them. I think that because like the like quote unquote noise that they produce versus the quote unquote noise that NCT produces. Like NCT's noise has rhyme or rhythm. Like there's a reasoning. Like the ingredients make sense because they have professionals behind the scenes who put it together. I feel like Stray Kids, 
Their problem is that they only listen to their own music. And that's why they keep making the same stuff. We <laughs> always ask, like, what artists listen to their own music? It is very clear that Stray Kids only <laughs> listen to their own music. And, like, I mean, obviously the stays love it because they are million sellers. So, and they are very successful in Korea. So, you know, whatever. But I I personally think that they need to have professionals in the studio with them who actually understand music concepts and theories and can help them make things that are a little bit more palatable because what they're making is just hot garbage, in my opinion. <laughs> like, it's just it's not, not good. good. It's not good. Okay. So yeah. Sorry to the states. I mean, stays. sorry to those men, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> It's low-hanging fruit. I understand. But I just don't understand how a group can be debuted for so long and have released so much music. And I like one song. I like more AT songs than I do straight kid songs. And ATs is for Black Korea booze. <laughs> oh. Okay, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Like, we're literally going to lose all of our listeners. <laughs> we <only> have, like... <laughs> Like all of our listeners love ATs. <laughs> I mean, I I actually do enjoy me some ATs, but once again, they're like they're not just in the studio making their music. Like they have help, and it you know it they need it because they also don't have like the strongest rappers, and they don't have like the strongest singers. You know, in my opinion, speaking as well. of stray kids or ATs, right now, yeah, like <laughs> which <laughs> both. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I feel like ATs actually fell off a lot this year. Well, I think Stray Kids Facts. became more popular. So, I mean, I think if like we're doing this, like a numbers based battle, it would definitely be Stray Kids on top. But I honestly think that Stray Kids popularity is also more tied to their company than it is really because I think that ATs makes better music than Stray Kids. Like, I mean, we've done one album review on each of them and i would say just based on that alone i think the ats makes better it's music better. yeah oh, so oh, i just okay, yeah. so <laughs> this is the perfect time for a controversial opinion break uh sure. instead of a musical segment i think the reason why stray kids is so popular like this is just something that i've noticed and i it could be not like i could be way off but i feel like ats like their fan service is like next level. Like from what I've noticed, they pander mm. so much more than the other groups. And because they're like a slightly, because they're they are a little bit bigger than the average group, I would say. Right? They're like yeah. what ten members? Yes, I feel, and, and because they have a member who like every, I feel like every um, boy group stand, they love to say that they have the member with the deep voice or the member with the perfect English or them. And I feel like that plays heavily into their popularity as well. Obviously being from JYP helps, but like, I think like having the, I feel like Felix and Bang Chan like alone account for like 90% of Stray Kids popularity. I would agree. And just like, yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say that like, Every time I hear somebody talk about Felix, it's like, oh, he's a deep voice and he has that aesthetic, but it's not like he's a good rapper. So what is what is he right. for? 
I'm confused. Yeah, and, and, and they also use the whole the like, and nice. when I say fan service, I mean the whole gamut, not just like the, oh, I would be your, your boyfriend and that kind of thing. I'm talking like they play heavily into the whole, yeah, we make our own things. We are, you know, so involved in the process, which to me, it might not seem like that's fan service until you see how their fans, like not just straight kids fans, but like any group who claims that they make their own stuff to some extent, their fans take that and run with it. Like they beat it in your face, you know? And I feel like that, that might sound so weird. Like I'm not saying you're not allowed to be like, yeah, we contribute to our own product. Right. But I, I do think that like, and I don't think straight kids like tries to do it to the extent that say like, I feel like, for example, and I love 17, but like, I feel like 17 mentions, or at least at a point, they mentioned quite a bit how they like were self-produced and stuff. Um, and I, I feel like I've heard Stray Kids members talk about like what they contribute to, to it. And I'm not saying that like they shouldn't, they can't, or that they're purposely trying to like mislead people. But I, I feel like every time I hear like stays, explain why they like straight kids it's it's like it comes down to reasons that we're used to hearing with another very giant group that i'm not going to get into and i just i feel like there's no coincidence there you know what i mean does that make sense yeah Yeah. no fans are always looking for a way that they can lord their group over other groups and say look we're better or we deserve all these accolades or we deserve more accolades like it's just a like a contest and they and i'm sure at least the companies know that the fans are going to do this so and i would say it's probably cheaper for jyp to have them make their own music like so i feel that companies do promote that because they like we're in the era of k-pop where everybody's trying to prove that they're not super manufactured even though their group was literally put together by a bunch of people in suits and they were cast on the street while minding their business, you know? So I think that a lot of what we're seeing now is like, everybody's trying to like legitimize, I guess, themselves and their group. And it's, I mean, personally, I don't care about- Oh, Stray Kids is eight members. I don't know why, uh, I mean, sorry for cutting you it, off. But I don't it, know it why I thought lose, they were like 10 members. It, lo- it lost the member, right? That guy with that weird scandal. Yeah, they definitely, yeah, they definitely had more than eight members, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I do think, as I said, like I, I yeah. think that this is like the era of everybody trying to prove that they're more than just this, this put together manufactured K-pop act. Everybody's trying to differentiate themselves. And they think that because they self-produce, that is like, means that they're real artists but i mean i can self-produce does that make me a real artist no because i'm bad at it so (laughs) i have the perfect i have a i have the perfect example of what i'm talking about real quick i i'm gonna read this uh so the listeners can hear it's a slightly long but i'll try to like condense it but this is a post that was made to r slash unpopular k-pop opinion which is a reddit um a subreddit um and obviously self-explanatory some popular k-pop opinions and so a stray kid stand posted about like basically automatically loving stray kid songs but noticing that there's a narrative among general k-pop fans um about how stray kids music is too experimental um and they should start producing public friendly music and start hiring outside producers right and then they say two thoughts arise from this and i'll put put the link in here too maybe it'll help you guys like to read along or something because this is to me this is what i'm talking about when i talk about unhinged okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So they say, it's so strange that fans just expect groups to cater to their tastes. Obviously, if the song ha uh, was brought was bought by the company for some producer it's a bit different but straight kids literally write their music aka put out music that they enjoy and are passionate about if you don't like it there are so many groups out there with music that will fit your taste i don't not like the new kanye but i'm not but i am going to sit here and expect him to go back to his old style no i will just listen to a different artist whose music i do enjoy and keep kanye's old albums on my play playlist he has obviously found something with his new gospel music so who am i to say nah this stuff just ain't working Two, it just highlights how consumerist the K-pop world is. Instead of looking at Stray Kids' albums as a creation of their inner thoughts and passions, people are expecting cookie cutter stuff that will go well with the masses. Then you end up with people like Taeyeon, who was forced for years to perform songs she absolutely hated, instead of singing songs that she actually loves and connects with. Now, here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with like the idea behind what this person is saying, but I feel like the reason that they're saying it and how they're delivering the message is what I hear a lot from Stray Kids fans. Like, also, they're wrong because the comparison to Kanye doesn't work because Stray Kids always produce their own music. Like, I feel like that right. out of the gate, that's what they've been doing. Kanye. Like Kanye made a change in direction, but he still is in charge of making the music that he wants to make. So that's not even the correct um, comparison. And also too, like with Girls' Generation, I mean, it would be different if Taeyeon wanted to write her own music and she wanted to be more, you know, expressive in that regard, but she never wrote her own music and she is known for singing other people's songs that they have write, written for her specifically or just, you know, songs that the company has bought. So she's always been a big part of that machine and she's not somebody who self-produces. So they're actually very much wrong on all accounts because all of the examples that they've given to us are incorrect. Like they, they, See, they have no See, I think no they're bearing. trying to say like Taeyeon hated, hated her music because she was always forced to and to, to sing those songs. But I feel like, yes, she did not, you know, obviously she hated some of that music, but what I'm, but like you were saying, it's like, she never tried to force her way into writing a song. Like she yeah. never, not that I know of, she never, I've never heard of Taeyeon being like, yeah, I really just want to get involved in that aspect of the, of the process. No. And she only has right. She only like, she does have writing credits on I, but she has, per she has said herself in an interview saying like, she didn't really contribute anything to it. Really. I think it was more like, as I said, there's an era of people wanting to sort of like legitimize themselves as artists. And so like, that's why they, like they put her writing credit on there. Like it, she didn't, Con like she didn't do anything she just sang the song so and and like Taeyeon has also come back and been like all the songs that she didn't like were hits so clearly she was wrong I mean that's like a running joke in like the like their fandom and stuff and because she's openly said like she hated G it was a hit like she hated like a lot of the songs that she absolutely did not like at first listen are all the hit songs and she's like on like admitted that she was wrong about that so like but how did but and, but yeah. even like but like let like yeah including all of that right yeah the point that this person is trying to make is basically like we should basically like they love stray kids music because stray kids loves stray kids music because and they because write stray it kids from made their hearts. it not like i've never right. I, there's nothing in that that made me think that oh stray kids makes good music and that's what you're defending it's more like they make music that they are passionate about so of course i'm going to like it so that is an aspect of consumerist cost culture that is not a genuine thought like 
of course, the public, the general public has every right to dictate what they want to hear because they are the general public. That's who you are writing music for. And that's why Stray Kids is so polarizing because they don't write for the general public. And then, so the people who consume their music are only their fans. <laughs> like, right. like exactly. I'm so like, confused. <laughs> and, and I'm not, nothing against this person. And I'm not, and I hope I'm not assuming their intentions. It's just when I, like, I, it's just, I noticed that this feels very similar to people trying to justify why they like something and all the while trying to be like we don't want to force this on you but trying to subtly force it on you you know what i mean yeah like just because it it, it has that sort of vibe yeah just because it's self-produced doesn't mean it's good like there's a reason that there are professionals in the industry who are professional writers professional um sound mixers like just because you learned, you watched the YouTube video or, you know, you've been playing around in your company studio doesn't mean that you have the necessary skills or, you know, talent to do those things. And I mean, like no one's saying you can't enjoy Stray Kids music. Like, I think that person is under the assumption that people are trying to force Stray Kids to do something that they are not wanting to do because they want to continue along with this path. And it's like, no, people are just saying like, I can't get into them because their music is like this. So if maybe they, you know, they did work with other people who had other opinions, musical opinions, uh, who are maybe like, who have studied music, you know, maybe they could evolve a bit. Like Kanye did with his, his, was it gospel stuff that he's doing now? Yeah. Like maybe Mm -hmm. he, like they can evolve as well too as artists because I mean, what they're supposed to be making thunderous and shit like that for, for another like five years. Is that what you're telling me? Is that what they're supposed to be doing? Cause I'm confused. And the thing is like, even people that produce and write and are involved in every step of the process, even they collaborate with other people. Yeah. You know, it's part of, like you yeah. said, like maturing and, and like progressing as an artist and, and, you know, developing different sounds and stuff. So, yep. Well, that was our musical segment. Let's get back to the awards. We yes. have just three, right? Scandal of the year, song of the year, and artist of the year. Let did us do, do song. Fe- did we do worst female group? Oh, shoot. We uh, did. We did Actually, not. <laughs> I cannot believe we took a musical break before the category was over. So let's do worst female group. I am going to go ahead and go first. Very sure. short and simple. I actually put, you know, not going to lie. I don't know, but probably Luna. Probably <laughs> Luna. I did not. <laughs> I don't know, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like uh what was it paint the town? Um, to paint the town. I think they had was star this year or last year? Star was last year. Yeah, so they didn't even have star this year. So <laughs> that tells you everything you need to know. But uh what about Ash? My worst female group, we talked about them earlier about have them having fell off. Um it's Itsy. Only because I felt like they were just it was very kind of disappointing and I feel like they're lagging behind many of their peers and they just, they just need like something extra. I'm not sure what it is. If they need better songs, I don't know the different concept, but they're just not really popping like they need to. So. Yeah. I actually think that um, that's why JYP is so quick to debut a new group. Cause it's, is definitely not at the heights of twice. And the other girl groups like Espa has completely overshadowed them. So yeah, 
And they did have like, I liked Mafia in the morning, but it was very polarizing. And Loco and Swipe were, in my opinion, very boring songs. Like I can't even remember what they sound like. So only song I can remember of theirs is Wannabe. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, honestly, the, I, I think that they had like a really good momentum with Wannabe and then they just dropped the ball after that. So it's unfortunate, but whatever. Um, <laughs> looking forward to the new JYP girl crew. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> I picked Blackpink Yikes. because even though Blackpink did not release a, an album or songs this year, they were still promoting. They did like um, they did some environmental stuff, even though their company has sold like so much ex- like earth damaging merchandise. Um, but besides that, I just thought the solos were not that great or impressive. And I think that they are not like at this point, they're just like IG influencers. Yeah, like, I feel like yeah. I see them promoting and modeling more than I see them doing anything musical. So, yeah, I think that is really a waste because I do enjoy Blackpink and their music. But what? can you do they are at yge and the suspense is everything there so (laughs) we'll get a new album in 2025 or wait no they their contract's coming up so we'll get a new album before their contract goes up so and yg's already got a new girl group sitting they are debuting all the actually all the companies are debuting in new groups or multiple groups next year so it's going to be a very busy k-pop year i think uh but jimin yes wait even the company Company two by two is assigned to. They're debuting yeah. a new group. They're debuting like three groups in conjunction with like different companies and reality shows. Why would they do that? Oh my yeah. god, that is so stupid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm assuming Jay didn't have a worse girl group, so he did not. <laughs> we will go ahead to the next group of categories. Let us do song. Of the year. Okay, (laughs) let's start off with worst song of the year. (laughs) I want to be mixed, shake it up a little bit. So Jay did have a worst option. (laughs) Oh. He did. So he picked what I can only assume is the most polarizing song this year. Only because I see every time I'm on Twitter, I see discourse. Yes, about sticker. People either hate it. They love it or they love to hate it or they hate to love it. I don't know what it is, but like sticker discourse has really been a very popular thing in K-pop this year. It's insane. Uh, but yes, he picked sticker, NCT's sticker. <laughs> wow. I I think the reason why Jay picked sticker is because I don't know, actually. I, I don't actually have a like I, I can't think of a logical reason or an illogical reason. You know what I mean? Like, because when I listened to Sticker, I was also half and half on it. So, and I think that did a really good job at kind of displaying that. So we don't need to rehash that. Um, <laughs> I <sighs> I chose money. I mean, I feel like Dollar it was obvious. Bills. Dollar bills. <laughs> for every, every everything about it, not even just a song. Uh, the struggle twerking, it, <laughs> I mean, all of it, it was bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ash, oh, me? Okay, I can go. I mean, I don't think it was a surprise that I picked Permission to Dance 
because it literally is the worst song I've ever heard before in my life. So yes, that's why I've chosen. Um, I chose Monet by Lalisa. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't well, think, yeah, there needs to be anything more to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of best song of the year, let's do Ash first. Ash, what did you choose? Okay. So, like I said, no deep dives. Just kind of did a little sample size to kind of get a sense of what was out this past year, this year. But I will say that this song, I didn't see it come up very often. So, I don't know how well it did, but I liked it. And I have no idea how to say it. So I'm just going to say the words there in the title. Um, It's Love Song, I Know I Love You, T by T featuring Sorry. Zero by one love song. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I never know how to say it either. It's okay. (laughs) But uh, I I, I really, um, I liked it. It was a little bit different. You know, the singing was good. Um, It just... You know, I just really liked listening to it. I feel like a lot of times with K-pop songs, like NCT, for example, there's like so much stuff going on. Like you can't just really sit and like just listen and like take in a song. But I felt like this one was like, you know, I could really take it in and be like, okay, like I like this. I'm vibing. So that's why I chose. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and say that we all chose the same song. I was just weary that Ash didn't choose it. But now that I know that Ash chose it, I'm confident in saying that all of us chose it. So (laughs) great minds think alike. Yes. No, maybe not. Uh, well, Jay picked twice as iconic and SF9. Oh my god, okay, so he's (laughs) definitely an outlier. Uh, (laughs) I picked multiple songs, I picked Espa's Next Level, NCT's Sticker, Young Jay's Vibing, Shinies Don't Call Me, Taman's Advice, and obviously, um, Zero by One Love Song by TXT. I thought those were the strongest songs, and Brave Girls Rollin'. I thought those were the strongest songs this year. Well, you do have good taste, so I'll let you get away with that. Uh, I have no words for Jay. Um, <laughs> no words. Let him have his little. We love you, Jay. <laughs> All right. Now that we've gotten Song of the Year out of the way, we only have two more categories. I don't know which one is <laughs> the best category because uh, there's. Scandal of the year and there's best artist of the year. I feel like scandal of the year is more of a fun thing. So I think we should round out with best artist of the year. Worst artist of the year. We want to do that one first. We can. Yeah, sure. Okay. Let's start off with worst artist of the year. I feel like this is might be contentious, but um, who wants to go first? I'll let you guys choose. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I picked BTS. I'm sorry. I just didn't like it. <laughs> oh my god, you're such a like basic. I just didn't like it. I'm sorry. Butter, I thought was basic. Uh, I mean, like I know the girls liked it. I know it was catchier. It was definitely an improvement on Dynamite, but I just didn't like it. Permission to Dance, Blurg, uh, My Universe, Basic AF. I just like for supposedly like I mean not supposedly they are the biggest group in the world and like artists at this point they just have not made good music in a long time so 
and also their fans are insufferable so sorry <laughs> i guess yeah i guess it's kind of hard to like i guess if you have not made good music in at least two years it's kind of hard not to vote you as worst artist they even so said they didn't want to they, they didn't even want to make that music they only made it because of the pandemic and hype told them to wait they said that yeah, RM said in an article that they only made their English songs because of the pandemic. Yeah, because remember before that, they were real artists who only worked in the languages that they of their their mother tongue. You know, wait, they, does anybody were, does anybody have like the like verbatim like quote? I would love to see that quote. I'm very very interested in that. Uh, in the meantime. While we're searching for the quote for our next music, I think it's on like Weavers, like one of the Weavers articles. There is, um, yeah, I've got the article from NME. Well, in the meantime, I am going to be subversive because my worst artist was actually Lisa (laughs) because I was utterly disappointed, but. I could see the arguments for BTS. The only reason why I feel like I didn't do BTS is because I listened to one BTS song. I don't think it's fair to say that. <laughs> like for me personally, I don't think it's fair for me to judge them on one song. Now, if I had to judge them based on the interactions that we've had this year as Nyan, oh yeah, they would hands down be the worst artist of the year. <laughs> but I can't say that based on butter like that's like i didn't listen to permission to dance i think i listened to that song that they made with um um coldplay on mute while watching the My music universe. video yeah there you go okay so okay, i have no, the article. I do remember that song it was not good i do okay, have yes, the article yes, yes. so basically like so this this article actually has excerpts from both or like um interviews that he did so in 2019 uh-huh. he explained why bts would not be releasing all english music he said that singing yes. full English is not BTS. And we know that like they don't want to change their identity, genuineness or genuineness to make sorry to get the number one. Like if we sing suddenly in full English and change all these other things, then that's not BTS. We'll do everything. We'll try. Uh, but if we couldn't get number one or number five, that's OK. And then a year later. Yeah, I admit I had an interview some time ago where I said that I think it won't be BTS anymore. If we sing in English, I admit it. At that time, that was my real honest thing. I think I have now to admit that uh, many things have changed. The virus and pandemic, the fact that we can't be on stage and have concerts anymore. Many things have changed in my thoughts and my mind and myself have also changed. And now we're giving a little crazy shot called dynamite. That's all I can say. I'm very confused. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. He's like, basically when they listen to dynamite, the demo, I actually tried different titles or lyrics in Korean. I tried to write some rap on that track, but nothing worked out really. So, okay, well, why not keep it this way? Let's give it a shot. It's 2020. Why not do some crazy things? Child, I guess. Hmm. Okay. He felt there was no alternative to keep the band's popularity high during the pandemic. Right. Right. Anyway, oh, so uh, <laughs> way to like y'all just threw that in there. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yes, we just talked about the worst, so we should. Yes. Um, my worst artist of the year is Somi because just I don't even remember her songs. I just remember like they irritated. Like I just got irritated whenever I saw her like music videos and. I don't know. She just, she's like the epitome of privilege as far as getting as far as she has, in my opinion. So, 
yeah, I don't see it for her at all. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I mean, I actually do like Sumi, but like that girl is not as as talented as the numbers have provided. Um and <laughs> She spends so much time in her music videos and just in general tr- looking pretty that she just like has zero interest in, in doing better in anything else. I Every time I see her, I'm like, girl, this is a music video. It's not the runway. Like, we need I feel to take like it she down. would be better off being like a TV show host or being an entertainment is like a television personality as opposed because I just feel like she has that. She has that, whether you don't like it or not, she does have a very like out there personality. No, she's she's very charismatic, I would say. Yeah. So I think that and she she's a really good grasp of Korean, like the Korean language. And I think that she works really well. I mean, I just think it's really off-putting because I know she's biracial, but she looks like a white woman to me. And every time I see her, I'm like, girl. Like <laughs> I feel like they were trying to like bring that out more though, with the blonde hair and everything. Yeah, but then she changed her na- her professional name from Somi to John Somi so that we remembered that she actually is of Korean descent, you know? Uh, but Somi <laughs> sounds Korean already, so it's like... Yeah, okay. I don't know. I, I, like, I think when they, cause when they went blonde, that's really when they did the name change. So I was like, there has, like, this is the only reason I can think of because the blonde does make her look very Nordic. It very enhances her Nordic features a lot. So I was just like, okay. Um, but yeah, I get it. I get Lisa too. I love Lisa, but I get it. A mess. Every, they're both a mess. <laughs> and they're both like working with Teddy. It's so like, not surprising. <laughs> All right, now that we have done the worst artist of the year, it's time to award the one and only best artist of the year. (laughs) Okay, I'll go first. It's Temin for me. I thought he did. I the fact that he did everything he did in what like three months, <laughs> Girl. basically. Yes. Stop it. <laughs> and a concert. Mean, don't even like a concert. You can't even speak concert. to me. <laughs> you literally cannot speak to me. <laughs> what did you guys choose? Actually, he did two concerts because he did the shiny Beyond Live yes. and he did the solo Beyond Live. Holy crap! But yes, Damon <laughs> really put in the work. Um, I'll go. Um, I chose my best artist based on who made the biggest impression on me and whose music I wanted to go back and listen to more than once. And for me this year, that was Stacy. So that's Yay. who I chose. So Jay picked NCT Dream. Hmm. Yes. Did he put a full NCT Dream song? <laughs> well, it, music it, video or anything? Uh, he did not, but he picked NC. Maybe Hot Sauce really motivated this. This okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay, hot take, but NCT Dream had one good song this year. But that, that, <laughs> that's I see them point. on like one of those reputable news media's like K-pop best albums list. It was like either Harper's Bazaar or Time, and NCT Dream was on there. So, I mean, Stray Kids Noisy <laughs> was on. Genius Korea's list of best albums. So, I mean, I've seen some really good huh. lists, and I've seen some very pro- like weird, like 
almost like puzzling list. So, I mean, you know, taste is taste. Everybody has <laughs> their own unique flavor. So, yeah. I personally picked Espa because I thought Espa had like the biggest glow up this year outside of Brave Girls, obviously. And I thought that next level was that bitch. I mean, it was it was one of those organic dance challenge thingies where I saw like mob mob crowds sort of just randomly dancing to it, like in different countries. And it I don't know, that's like that song, it came out around the same time that us that sorry, Itsy's in the morning came out. And I just really remember liking, even though they were very off the wall, both of them, I just really enjoyed what they brought i thought they were fun songs i thought that obviously the music videos were very impressive and the camera angles enhanced a lot of that and i know i just feel like es- espa has to learn how to perform for people i think that's like their next thing and they i think they do need to work on their lives but i see so much potential with espa so far and you know we know giselle has good taste in music and she gets a bit caught up in it and uh, <laughs> I mean, she's gonna be definitely gonna be the problematic member of that group. But like, Ning Ning is everything, and I'm here for the ride. So yeah, I picked Espa. Wow! Now we have one final category, and it's the one you well technically two, but the final one that actually has answers that you've all been waiting for: Scandal of the Year. Now this category. <laughs> I had a very hard time um, choosing one because obviously the about 2021 is that this year had an abnormal amount of actual real scandals that mattered. You know what I mean? Like every year we always have something stupid like Hannah and Edan finally announcing their relationship. But this year we had like people uh, being arrested for life for marijuana possession. We had people bullying people. We had people in puddles of blood, unfortunately. We had people um, involved in like sexual uh, exploitation. And we had people also like cheating on multiple women. And I realize that I'm not going in order of severity here, but it, the point still stands. Like there were like actual really bad things that happened. So when we say scandal of the year, we don't mean any of that. We mean the stuff that was fun, funny, but got the girls mad and the stands out of sorts. So I don't know what y'all chose, but um, I said, didn't Bobby have a baby? Because (laughs) (laughs) Bobby has both a baby and a baby mama because we don't know if we married that woman. So yes, (laughs) (laughs) that is my scandal of the year. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I actually picked someone from YG too. I picked Jenny and G Dragon and their relationship being uh revealed, though they have not confirmed it, but from what I heard, I like in this the Twitter streets, it's basically people knew or beforehand because they live in like the same building, I think, or neighborhood or something like that. So people had already seen it. Like Jenny's mom had already met, like been formally introduced to him. So I mean, by all accounts, they're mm-hmm. together. I just think it's really funny that when YG was asked to make a statement, YG said, so we're going to mind our business and you guys should mind yours. And that was that. <laughs> like, I thought that was like, the, I was actually impressed with that response because we, right now, I think um, one of the Luna members, I think the leader, I can't remember her name, is in a like uh, dating scandal with some guy from like 
I don't know, another newer oh. group. I don't know if it's SF9 or what it is, but yeah. Uh, so I think it's Heejin. Is in like a, and like the company had to like deny it like a whole bunch of times. So I kind of like that YG was like, uh, this has nothing to do with you and this has nothing to do with us. So keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. And like, just let, let it, like they have never confirmed or denied it. Like anybody. There are some people that think she is just bearding for a G dragon. No, I mean, I feel like he's definitely like what, like he's into guys or he's into, he's dating somebody else who's probably not appropriate. Like what? No, uh, I think the impression that I got from those rumors was that he is, is homosexual, <laughs> that he is gay and Jenny is bearding for him. That was what the, I I mean, think the rumors were implying. There are people that think that is what I'm saying. Not that I actually, I think feel like I'm not real. one that tries to like throw a sexuality on people, mm-hmm. but and anything is possible. I just don't know if this would be the smartest. I don't bearding so. decision. Yeah. Like if you're going to get a beard, it, I feel like it would make more sense to get somebody who's like less likely to hop onto a new relationship, like in the next two days. <laughs> I, so I'm not saying people are incorrect or are correct. I'm just saying that like I don't know that Jenny as a beard makes sense for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't so, really. It, uh, uh, G Dragon, if Jenny is your beard, I need to meet your publicist. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you need a new publicist. That person does not know what they're doing. Uh, so I just did. I did confirm it's Heejin from Luna, and is it Dice? It's like D one C E. I'm assuming it's supposed to be pronounced Dice or D C. I don't know. <sighs> Uh, so it's really a member from that group. <laughs> and also, too, another fun scandal was Chen. Chen's su- supposedly trying to, like, take Shine away from Kai's de- his comeback by announcing a second baby. Because apparently every time Chen announces a baby, Kai has music coming out. So the fans have theorized that he is purposely <laughs> <laughs> blocking his Kai <laughs> I'm going to need XOLs to move on. (laughs) I think XOLs are bored and they need to move on. Oh my God. Like Kai is coming out with music. I have a baby. XOLs not feeding them very well. (laughs) It's so funny. Uh, But yeah, I I mean, just in general, all the babies. And like, Chansung dropped like so much information in one statement. Like, I've been dating this girl forever. Okay. We're getting married. Okay. We're having a baby. Okay. I'm not resigning with JYP. Okay. Like, bro, like you just dropped four major bombshells in this one letter on one day. Like I just. all out at one time. Yeah. I just felt like it was a lot, but all (laughs) the babies obviously are really fun. And yes. What about you, Ash? Yes. Um. Mr. Lucas Thotten and Boppin all over the world. Boppin and Joppin. Thotten and Boppin. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the- a okay, I, I'm I hate to explain jokes, but Nat was making a super M joke. Because there's their debut song was dropping. <laughs> I, ah. I, <laughs> I made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I we I messed that one all up. 
Yeah, it's okay. I think that is emotionally 12, so I think the funniest part of that scandal and the only funny part really because none of it was actually really funny him not getting paid allegedly him like using his fans is not funny but the fact that he is bad at sex was like the part for me that was like why 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 are you doing these things if you can't even deliver you know what i mean like you're a one minute man. Like that but he's got money. But he doesn't. Because <laughs> these women are giving him money. He's saying that he SME wasn't paying him. So he doesn't even have money. So I just like I just feel like I don't know. That whole thing was like really unfortunate, especially with the way that they've erased Lucas basically from SME at this point. Uh but and also because, you know, he did take advantage of people, of his fans. And, like, you should never do that. Like, I mean, obviously, we know that idols do it all the time. Like, why else are you posting pictures of a Chanel bag that you think is cute if you don't want your fans to buy it? Like, mm-hmm. we know that they do it. Uh, but, like, he did, he obviously, like, crossed the unspeakable or, you know, line where he actually got physical with these women and made them think that they were dating and and only to be bad at sex i just girl i i i just i mean i would be cheesed i would be so pissed i'm sorry like i just i just would be very upset (laughs) that is my like i would have just like i could live with you know being dumb for an idol and like maybe giving him money and stuff like that and like not understanding that idols are all like from all accounts and every every youtube video i've ever seen from somebody who was in the industry male like male idols cheat a lot um and they're dating you know all these other female idols and they're also dating within their groups and shit like that's basically what i've i've gotten the information that i've seen on youtube from people who actually were in the industry and who you know can't name names but like basically nobody has a good story about dating idols so (laughs) especially male idols so like i i can kind of be like okay maybe it was my bad for believing in in the fantasy but you don't like there's nothing that you could gain from this like i guess maybe just a life lesson i think that was all unless jay had a scandal of the year no he did not oh wait no he did he did he did oh the concert tickets being as much as new york city rent and idols getting covid because uh, a lot of people got COVID, not like there were a lot of people who got COVID who took precautions, but I think the bigger names that got COVID got COVID because they were careless. And I mean, that's my opinion on it. But like, if you're going to UFC shows and shit, like, and traveling, uh, you know, to different states to see things like that's kind of irresponsible during Omarion. I don't know. I just feel like, like, I feel like all the people who like the big names who got COVID were just like traveling a lot yeah, and maybe not making smart yes. decisions. And I like, like I do, I, I, I personally hope that they recover and there's no long-term, you know, um, repercussions from this because there have been, and I really do hope that they, you know, get better soon and like, you know, everything 
sort of goes back to normal for them. But like, I just feel like it was very irresponsible on a lot of these idols, um, like the choices that they made. And it's, it's so different from just, you know, like with Kepler, one of their staff member got COVID and they had just basically that delayed their, their um, debut. And, but that's something that you can't control. Like that had nothing to do with the girls. Right. But yeah, I can't really say the same for these other idols who just seem careless. So I agree with Jay. Hot take. All hot take. righty. <laughs> oh, the, we, there's hot takes. Okay. Oh, no, 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 so. no. That was, that was it for, I oh, was that saying was that, that was okay. a hot take. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank you for attending the 2021 Nyan Awards. We still, our show was still not as long as an actual award show. No. And we did, we we got more accomplished. Yeah, we did. So we even had like commercial breaks, guys. So yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. And thank you for your listens and for, you know, retweets and your likes and your comments. We very much appreciate it. And we very much, um, you know, appreciate the love and support that we have continued to get even through these rough times. You know, it's rough out there. So take care of yourself. Ash? Yes. Um, Yes. I would like to um, just kind of piggyback on what Nat said and just thank everyone for staying with us through this very turbulent 2021 and we are always um uh thinking and strategizing um about ways to best um bring out content for our listeners that they would like to listen to and that they can engage with and we will continue to do that in the new year and we're just really excited to bring you new things um new shows new perspectives um, always feel free to reach out to us and tell us if there's anything particular you would like for us to see or you would like for us to do more of. Um, we're always open to suggestions. And yes, just um, stay tuned. We're still going to be around. You're still going to be listening to K-pop and talking about everything that's going on. So, yeah. All right. With that said, you guys can find us on Twitter at Nyan Edison's. That's N-Y-A-N-E-T-I-Z-E-N-S. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Not Your Average Netizens, as well as via email at Not Your Average Netizens at gmail.com. We are here to talk, take your suggestions, uh, anything you are thinking of, we are here for. You can also, again, as Nat mentioned earlier, find us on Patreon and subscribe to that. Become a patron. That is Nyan Edison's, correct, Nat? Uh, it's not your average netizens. It's not your average netizens. There we go. Um, we are just excited to have you guys and we're excited to see you again in the new year. So once again, thank you so much. We really appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Stay safe. Bye. Yes. Bye. Bye.